What's up? Well, look at this guy. <laughs> what is that? It's uh, my suit. You guys are ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best uh, Beetlejuice impersonation. <laughs> I've, I've never need, seen... You, John, you need, you need the, you need the tie on the top of the head for the shrunken head. You need the little, like, ponytail. Oh, yeah, I should have yeah, worn, like, a... Because uh, the shrunken head guy. Wow. Wow. I'm joined by greatness. Wow. <laughs> the, no, the, the, these, we are joined these by production greatness. values. <laughs> wow, so what's wow. up, Rob? What's up, Stu? It feels like it's been uh, a day. <laughs> <laughs> 24 hours, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. What what up, sidekickers? Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I feel like it's been a week. Um, but well, not quite. Yeah, Some of you guys join us on the uh, Thursday show. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is the Sidekick Show um it is available on the audio um rob's gonna tell me not to touch my ear um but uh, <laughs> don't touch your ear um but yeah you can get us on the audio so on on your podcast uh, services spotify instagram uh, not instagram uh, itunes uh you can follow us there as well as uh we do upload the uh so what i miss uh audio there as well so if you want to check us out there uh rob what, what are we uh what are, what are we doing uh today Oh my good gravy, John. We are talking about the 23rd entry into the James Bond franchise. We are talking Skyfall, the third film. 23. Uh, third film starring our buddy Daniel Craig. I've got the uh, 50th anniversary Blu-ray set here. It's, uh, it's a Ooh. nice double book set. I mean, you know, if you've never seen this, John, you know, first of all, you got some, you know, you got some... Uh, you got some nice still photography from some of the movies. You got the movies in there. It's uh, it's quite the set. I would highly recommend picking it up when they reissue it for all 25 movies. <laughs> as, as Bond hits, what, the 50th anniversary? So you're going to buy the 50th, which is this. You got to rebuy right? it. No, this, is, this is a 50th anniversary. It's a 25th movie, though, is coming out with no time to die. So you're not going to do a 25 movie set. So just inevitable it's inevitable that it will happen so yes that's what we're talking about tonight talking about skyfall james bond yes uh, that's why rob is uh so snazzed up wearing his uh, best prom outfit that's right (laughs) wow so uh at the store we've got our usual new comics coming in every wednesday so new comics usually hit every wednesday um barring any you know shipping delays or yada 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 and we also get other new things throughout the week uh, the new stuff is posted on our Instagram and Facebook. So if you check that out, you'll see a nice handy list of all the new comics that we are getting um, every week. And other things get posted there as well. So if you haven't checked that out, please check that out. Um, and I'm going to kick it to Rob for the news because I'm sure he wants to talk a lot about Skyfall because that movie was a million years long. But, you know, we're going to get to it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm lost of words. We're, we're going to have to educate you in Tennyson and so much, John. I don't think this. there's just so much to digest in this movie. So I'm going to fly through the news pretty quickly. There wasn't a, a lot. Uh, there were some big announcements, though. Last week, uh, Variety announced that there is a Super Mario Brothers animated movie, I guess like a CGI movie, that is being uh, released that will star Seth Rogen. Um, Chris Pratt is uh, It's a Me, Mario. Um, Keegan uh, Michael K is in there, and a Taylor. Day. What's that? Charlie Day is Luigi. That's right. Um, um, Anna Taylor Joy is Princess Peach, and I believe actually Seth Rogen might be playing um, uh, Bowser, right? Um, no, Donkey Kong. 
Don, sorry, you're right. Donkey Kong is playing Donkey Kong. Jack Black. Is Jack Black is uh, is is Bowser. So that I mean that kind of blew up the internet. I think it was Thursday they announced that, right? Thursday or, or Wednesday. Yeah. So people yeah. went kind of ballistic for that. Um, and obviously the inevitable comparisons are like, well, why the hell did Sonic? We're getting a Sonic two before we're getting a Mario one, but that it is what it is. Um, but that's coming out, and I think listen, I'm kind of excited for it. It, it can't be any worse than the John Leguizamo um uh movie from from 1992 had its moments moments. with bob hoskins um i'm gonna fly through some things because i know john really wants to talk about um skyfall um actually we talked a little bit in yesterday's podcast about to doom and the one you know the netflix kind of uh uh, here's all of our, our, here's our bona fides throwing it on the table. And this is what's coming out in movies and in TV productions. The one thing we didn't talk about, because we saw, we mentioned some of this, the trailers was Sandman. Uh, Stu, we kind of had an off camera chat, but what were your thoughts on the Sandman trailer? Because I have never read Sandman proper. Um, but as a non reader i'm very familiar with it i understand about dream and death and all that i'm but this looked like a really cool what was it a minute and a half teaser so what are your thoughts on it yeah i uh i've been trying to get you guys i talked about a former podcast to get you to listen to the audiobook the great james mcavoy plays uh the dreamer um john's uh best friend uh darcy is uh death so cat dennings so there's a the cast of yes. <laughs> and, and it, it, the the audiobook cast is amazing and I made a, a comment that if you have an opportunity to buy the trade, the audiobook is very direct directly common to the book. So you can like yeah. the old Penny Ruxpin open it and have them read for you. It's incredible. The voice acting is great. There has been a lot of changes. We talked about this before about the casting changes. Yep. The trailer looked fine. I think inevitably this comic. You can always draw more in a comic than you can in live action. So I'm holding my breath on this one. I know they've already made changes to Constantine because it's going to be um, his great grand one of our favorite companions, uh, Jenna That's Coleman, right. as uh, Clara Joanna Constantine. Well, you know, she, okay. she's 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 a lot of different people, by the way. Yeah. Spoiler alert, um, including a, a teacher and a, a space uh, executor. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of things going on. That that's the other news I wanted to ask you about. Uh, but I'm sure you're gonna mention it momentarily. I I was I'll 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 make that the last one before we we kind of quickly actually you know what I'm gonna do it before I get into that last bit of information because I knew that you would uh, be chomping at the bit. We mentioned it last week about uh, and maybe it was on the hey what did I miss about the executors of the estates of Steve Ditko, Stan Lee. Uh, and a bunch of other creators, uh, family members and, and, and the states of those creators are suing or have, um, sorry, put forward a uh, demand for the uh, the copyrighted, and I'm kind of messing, but the copyrights of the characters that they created while working for Marvel. They've given notice, is the word I was looking for, to Disney slash Marvel. In turn, within about 24 hours of that news being broken, apparently these notices were given back in the spring. Disney has filed suit against a number of these estates and creators suing them for the rights of these characters now this is something that i'm thinking we're going to be talking about for a, a long time um because it's a, it is very interesting when you start to really get into the, the legalese aspect of it all i will say though that a number of years ago the jack kirby estate had sued uh marvel for the rights of all of jack kirby's um productions 
Now, Disney had argued that, no, it was a work for hire when Kirby was with us. He didn't own it. uh, Therefore, we have controlling rights. It was appealed. It actually went so far as to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court in the U.S., they only only listened to a handful of cases a a given year. And yet this is the one that they said that they were going to listen to. And I think it made Marvel very nervous. And they ended up settling with the Kirby estate. Because the fact that it went so far as to the Supreme Court, that's a huge risk. It's a litigation risk and gamble that you were going to lose. They settled with the Kirby estate before it got to the Supreme Court. However, the fact that it got to the Supreme Court must be a little bit of wind in these creators' sales into the estates. Do you think Marvel has a big issue on their hands with respect to retaining the licenses of Thor, Spider-Man, um, uh, what was some of the other ones that they had out? Uh, uh, the, uh, it, it was Doctor like all Strange. the Avengers. Iron Man, the Avengers, Iron Man. right? Yeah. Except for everybody, except for Captain America on yeah. the Avengers. Hawkeye. Yeah. Do you think we have an issue here? Do you, it does is Marvel slash Disney? Are do you think they should be scared right now? They they should be not scared whatsoever because you look at the Supreme Court right now. Guess how many Republicans are there right now, and they're pro business. You need to look at the an America. It's always based on who's sitting at, at these roles, and uh, if you look at it right now, it's a very business friendly Republican, uh, you know, run uh, judges. So years ago, maybe when it was more democratic, things could happen. But I I'm less concerned now if I was Disney than I would have been years ago when that was the situation because right now when they go to the Supreme Court. Right now, it's all pretty much in favor of Republicans, and they are always about pro-business. So I Disney probably will just say, here's money, but we're not that scared anymore as it was 10 years ago when that happened. Hmm. Okay. John? Yeah, I, I feel like it's a standard practice, though. They, they're they getting sued for something, and they're like, hey, you know what? We're going to put some pressure on these guys. We're going to sue back and just get this money uh, you know, start grinding the gears or whatever. And it's like, we, we got enough money to spare. So, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm actually surprised that it was making so many headlines because I feel like it's just going to get <laughs> tossed aside or, or, I think or take so them, long that everyone, no one's going to gonna pay to attention. Fair, I think some of these states are just like give us some the money that we feel, and then we'll just mm-hmm. wash it under the table. There might be some who are like, "Oh, we're going for the great payday," but again, I'm sure the lawyer team will will tell them the nature of where we're at in terms of pandemic. In terms of going to court, how difficult it's going to be, as well as when you're going to get this payout, Disney could push them a decade. Some of these yeah, families yeah. Would be like, "Give me the money now, and I'll just walk away." Yeah, but let, let's say let's say for some reason one of these estates gets whatever character, and Marvel's just like, "Sure, take it." What are they? What are they going to do? They they're not going to produce a movie, like well. Oh, they, yeah, okay, okay. So that, there, there's a there's a small chance, that, but I'm like they they don't have the money that Marvel Disney does to like they know, could sell it to stuff. Universal or anyone they want to be that platform. It's you, you know with- what I you know what I'd say to that. I would say good luck because DC has been uh, more misses than hits, right? So I'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, good luck. Make make a Captain you know America. Who knows? IP. You don't want to lose, except yeah. especially like Doctor Strange. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. For example, you're just like, oh yeah. Listen, sure, cool, if Mar, cool. if Marvel, if Steve Ditko's estate was to be able to gain control of Spider-Man, you know for sure Marvel would be like, listen, what can we do to license it out from you for X number of dollars? I think Jesse had mentioned earlier in the chat. Didn't this happen with Superman a while ago? It did, and that's why under all Superman books, properties, movies, television shows, it says 
um, Superman in uh, being used uh, with permission of the estate of, I think, Joe, the Schuster estate. So, yeah, these things are happening and uh, it's happening across the board. So, but the, I, I listen, part of me is like, hey, good on these, on these, these guys probably didn't get the money they should have got. And there's been no, they, well, they haven't received anything since then, uh, Stanley I, aside, right? I, I so, think, I think Rob Madman said it well. Uh, that's what the money's for. We wow. paid you salary. You did what your job is. That's it. Well, speaking about being paid money for a job, um, Chris Chibnall is currently the showrunner of Doctor Who. I know Stu is a big Doctor Who fan. There's some people in the chat are Doctor Who fans. Jodie Whittaker has announced that this upcoming season, I believe, is her final season. And then in 2023, there will be uh, three specials. There's going to be one, uh, I think, in the spring, in the fall, and then at Christmas. And at which point... Uh, she will regenerate and the new doctor will will be unveiled. What's interesting is that Chris Chibnall, the showrunner, is also leaving along with Whitaker. Well, guess who's coming back to replace him? That's right, giving back. That's a hint. Russell T. Davies. This is the guy who brought Doctor Who back from extinction back in 2005 after a 16-year absence on the, on the air. He's the guy who brought Christopher Eccleston in the lead role for that one season and then brought David Tennant uh, for the seasons subsequently to that. He is back as showrunner of Doctor Who. Um, I, John, do you have any skin in this game? Is this does this mean anything to you? Not at all. No, like not, like not, a Dalek not, in the wind. You have no clue. Not not, not a lick. Unfortunately, yeah. Doctor Who is one of those properties that never quite grabbed me. We've sold a lot of the merchandise over the years. Yeah. Um, but it's it's never hooked me. So unfortunately, yeah, it means nothing to me. Okay, Stu, <laughs> this, you were pretty excited about this. I'm I'm very excited. Uh, as you mentioned before, Russell T. Davies brought this franchise back from the grave. Um, as much as I loved that one-off movie that they tried to do in BBC, <laughs> CBC, and, and like Fox. Fox. It was like a Canadian production in Vancouver. Um, and they tried to bring back Doctor Who. It did not go very well. Eric uh, Roberts is the master. <laughs> Julia yeah. Roberts' brother. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, you know, it worked out. He's a bad guy. It works out. Yeah. But um, in terms of, you know... My love for the show that that's the the reboot for me. Watching it again uh, with Eccleston and originally uh, Russell T Davies wanted uh, Hugh Grant. That was his pick, uh, but they couldn't figure it out in time, which would have been amazing. Hugh Grant, fun fact, has already been in a non canonical Doctor Who episode as one of the Doctors as well. So this this show goes back a long long way, and, and many actors, including many of your favorite Star Wars actors, have been in Doctor Who. So it's a nice cross pollination. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. Russell Davies, his stories in the beginning kind of shaped the series and brought it back into prominence. Um, some one would say that it needs to be kind of re kind of repurposed again. In the last couple of seasons, been kind of um, Chris has done a really nice job, but it seems like he's, in my opinion, doing uh, a Russell T Davies light yeah. show where he's trying to do an, uh, a facsimile of Russell T. Davies' kind of plot lines and stories and families and, and whatnot. So it'd be great to have him back. I'm just curious to see who the next Doctor is going to be. So yeah. it'll be John. That's it. It'll be John. Hey, fun fact, John. Doctor Who uh, debuted in November. I believe it was November the 22nd, 1963 in the UK. Do you happen to know why that date is significant? 
I do not. <laughs> well, it was actually the same day that John F. Kennedy was assassinated, and this show in the UK, everything was preempted for the news, and they did abysmal ratings because obviously people in the UK, their attention was directed towards. <laughs> it's a, b- a big deal. Something happening. going on. In yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. however, 1963, we are approaching uh, 70 years, I believe, right? Um, uh, in two years, so that's a long time yeah. property, but. 1963 was the debut of that. 1962, John, was the debut of James Bond in cinema with Dr. No. Dr. No. I like that segue. I have to ask Rob, who do you want as your doctor? Who do you, you, in your dream list, who could you pick? If you could pick anyone to be Dr. Who, who would you want? Um, um, I got someone that's outside the box. Okay, sure. I don't know who. Who do you got? Oh, who do I got? Um, uh, Martin Freeman. Interesting. 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 Okay. Okay. I got you. Tom Hardy. Oh, okay. Venom uh, himself. That would be the complete opposite. He loves to wear masks and costumes and be weird. Let, yep. just, let's, let's go full in. Let's go full in. So Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All but, right. Maybe, yeah. maybe Daniel Craig. Uh, he's now... <laughs> He's unemployed after October the eighth. So uh, it's Doctor's a long, grueling schedule. Maybe Daniel Radcliffe could do it. Probably. Maybe. Maybe the Harry Potter could do it. If he could. Rupert Grint, make it him. Make it Ron Weasley himself. He could finally be Ginger. It's all <laughs> so that's it. That's all I got for the news, John. Do you have anything with coming up at the store at all? Or are you done? Um, I, I think I think we're good. There's uh, yeah, no new magic set dropped next last week, and uh, check out the new. New comic releases on the Instagram and the Facebook. Uh, so that's that's it. Are we uh, are we are we diving into uh, something new? Why would you use the clip that's not even like of a the actual know. hook of the song? That's not that's not okay. Whatever doesn't matter. Because <laughs> we can't we can't use the song because that's copy. <laughs> like a huge copyright slap. You can't run in a Dill song. You you can you can sing it right now. You can yeah. you can do a couple bars. Of uh, uh, I'm good. No? Um, um, do oh, we want to debate John. if that's the best James Bond song? Uh, that's a that's a whole other that's a whole 100%, other hundred percent. One hundred percent is the best one. It's yeah. the best one, Rob. Best. Do you say you you don't say it's the best one? What's the best one? Um, I have a soft spot for Gladys Knight's um, "License to Kill." Oh, wrong answer. It's it's live and let die. How do you stop live and let die? That, that, uh, you know what? That song is, is never even though yeah, Paul McCartney and 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 Wings. It's still and Linda McCartney. It's it's not a. I find that song even the Guns N' Roses remake in '94 <laughs> was kind of like an. It didn't really sit well with me. I wasn't a big. Fan. I, I like or I like that just sorry. that that crazy piano part that kicks in. Yeah, it's not. So folks, yeah. It's Sky, yeah, Sky I'll tell you which one Sky, it's yeah. not. It's not. It's not Jack White with Alicia, with Alicia Keys. Keys. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a quantum Cornell. solace, right? That yeah. one's not. That one's not the, good either. The new one. The new one is Billy Eilish, right? So yeah, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'll never be Spurge Billy Eilish. No, never. I don't. I don't want. I don't want the. I don't want. <laughs> you, you don't want. You don't want the the, the Billy Eilish army after you. I don't. I don't uh, want so the heat. And as Rob and I have discussed before, I have to basically leave my house anytime within thirty seconds. I have to just be able to get ready to leave. When the heat is on, that's right. Yeah. So get ready, folks. We're, we're talking. We're talking. No time to Skyfall or whatever this movie is called. Um, some previews oh of the God. categories coming up. Most tolerable scenes. Uh, who didn't Bond kill? Um, favorite character Bond didn't save. 
and and the wackest thing Bond did. So those are some sneak peeks of categories coming up. But Rob's going to hit us with all the specs for this movie. Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> I am super excited for this. I don't know if you can tell. Um, I'm a giddy like a, like, a, like a kid in a candy store. So Skyfall, the release date in North America was November the 9th, 2012. We are at like two years practically. Uh, sorry, 10 years since this movie came out. In the UK, it was October Holy. the 26th. Yeah, right? It's 11. It's, uh, well, nine years since it came out. Um, was Spectre in 2015 then? Uh, Spectre was no, it was not. It was uh, 2012, 2015. Maybe you're right. Um, we'll figure that out for next week. Uh, the budget yeah. for this movie was between 150 and 200 million. John, you asked me if this was the most expensive Bond movie. It is not. Next oh. week's movie is the most expensive at $300 million. Um, the box office though, so it cost 150 to $200 million to, to make. The box office though was $1.1 billion. <laughs> Billion. <laughs> That's right. Um, this is the 23rd, like I said before at the top of the show, it's the 23rd James Bond movie released to coincide with the 50th anniversary of Bond on screen. The first one, was Doctor No in 1962, which was released on October the 6th. This movie is directed by Sam Mendes, uh, who you may remember um, directed American Beauty, which is kind of a bit of a creepy movie when you look back at it. Ed and Norton, right? At no, at uh, Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey, and uh, Minu Suvari uh, in a, a a bed full of rose petals, and she's a minor, and he's pawning after her. So, in the, it, it's, kind of, it's kind of weird. Big question movie. Um, I do think the, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, the cinematographer is Roger Deakins. I bring this up because this is one of the most respected and sought after uh, cinematographers in history. He finally won an Oscar in 2018 for Blade Runner 2049. Yes, uh, but sir. This, but this guy was involved with Fargo, No Country for Old Men, uh, John's favorite movie about the ska punk band, uh, Sid and Nancy, as well as Stu's top five movie of Shawshank Redemption. Sarah's favorite movie, baby. That's right. I put it in here just for you guys. Um, the movie Shawshank. is written yeah. by uh, Neil Purvis and Robert Wade. Most people just refer to them as Purvis and Wade. It's their fifth movie that they've written for Bond at this time. They've written now seven because they wrote Spectre and No Time to Die. Um, it started with The World Is Not Enough with Brosnan. So they've written every movie since World Is Not Enough. Uh, so they'll have seven Bond movies under their belt by the time this next one comes out. Uh, and again, this is the third outing of James Bond, uh, uh, Daniel Craig's version of Ian Fleming's James Bond. So those are the stats for you. I got some fun facts, but we can go over those later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this this is part of the the relaunch. Is this is this actually a reboot or a soft reboot? I don't know what you would define uh, Casino Royale as. Well, yeah, they kind of. It was a bit of a of a, a retooling uh, of the Bond franchise. That being said, M as played by Judy Dench in this movie, she was a carryover from the Brosnan era because her first movie as M was in 1995's GoldenEye, the first Brosnan movie. So she went through all the Brosnan flicks and then through these Daniel Craig movies. So she was a carryover as M, but it is a bit of a of a re retooling or relaunch of the origin of Bond. Because when you pick yeah. up with him in, in Dr. No in 62, he's already an established agent. So really, mm -hmm. the ideal one could say is that a lot of these, well, at least Casino Royale, obviously it predates Dr. No in, in the, the actual books. But this is that was the idea. Yeah, so it's so it's kind of semi unclear. You could you could debate it if this is a completely new continuity or or something that that is prequel slide slided in or whatever. I, I would say this 
bunch of movies, especially Skyfall itself, does more homages and tip of the caps to the franchise of Bond than any other movie. If, yeah. if you really pay attention and, and see the nuances, everything that's in Bond is in this movie. Everything. So if you know what, if you're a really big Bond head, then this movie is everything because it really does service the, the past, talks about the future, and does such wonderful writing and just wonderful conversation and dialogue trees between, you know, Bond and Q and M and Mallory and just whole the establishment of England itself. So if you really look at it as a character study and as a prestige movie, this is it, man. It's like nothing has ever topped and will top Skyfall itself. So you don't you don't think um, No Thanks I'm Gonna Die Later When I Have Time coming out um, is gonna top this? this? They spent more time and money on this movie because this was a celebration of Bond. Think about what happened mm. when Skyfall came out. The London Olympics came out. Bond did a whole thing about the Olympics. James Bond got the Olympic torch. Yeah, I heard this it was like a stunt. So, yeah, with the queen. So then, and then this happened. And usually, when you watch a Bond movie, he goes to a bunch of exotic locations. Most of this movie's in England, and, or, or in Scotland. So, like again, they really went hard to say this is a celebration of Bond, and we're going back to, you know, what Bond is. And usually, when Bond does these wackadoo movies, that you know, I, I'm sure you'll talk about before. It's like, oh, he's in a volcano. He's in Iceland. He's in California. And here he's in Morocco. It's like these countries and places have nothing to do with anything. They're just, this was Set a pieces. very, you know, foot after storyline. And like, even again, the London itself was a character, whether it was Parliament, MI6, the subway tunnels underneath, Scotland, like driving up the, the, the I-9, like I-6, I-9. Like if you are from that area, it's like Scott Pilgrim. Like everything about this is about about a, a, a love and an homage to being British and James Bond. So, John, you're not a Bond guy. Like you've watched a few of them. No, you're on mute, buddy. His, his... I'm I'm familiar with the character. I remember my uncles would be watching James Bond. I vaguely remember Timothy Dalton. I remember a girl painted gold. I remember Odd Job. <laughs> Um, and, and various uh, tidbits from the Pierce Brosnan run. Uh, I do have really good fond memories of GoldenEye, the video game on N64. Me and my sure. buddy's jam. That, Who like, doesn't? A, a million hours. But yeah, this is not this is not my my jam. Like if, if you were like, you know, I, I think some people, I think me and Stu kind of talked a little bit about it before. You know, there's Superman and like all these kind of superheroes from the culture and things like that. And I and I, James Bond is one of those types of characters. But for me, he's kind of never sat in in that uh in that spot Pantheon. but yeah. to be fair rob uh or john what you love of mission possible has really changed what bond is because you're talking mm -hmm. about a slot reboot the mission possible series pushed bond to be more as it is now and more of an action film in the born identity like before it was kind of like mm -hmm. a goofy type of movie and enjoyment but people stopped wanting to see those a few movies ago even though died the other day made money people just weren't as interested as you saw in Skyfall, Skyfall made a billion dollars. No Bond movies ever made that much money and, and had that much critical acclaim. Like this was made to win Oscars. It won an Oscar, yeah. but it's it's made to win Oscars. So it, you know, although it was for best song, 
nonetheless, it won an Oscar. <laughs> it still counts. <laughs> Adele, baby, still counts. Still counts, man. Thank, thanks for Adele for 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 ringing that stat stat line in for uh for Bond. All right. So, do we want to talk about just our overall thoughts on the movie? I feel like you guys. Do you want me to go first? With, yeah. Uh, with we need to know. So okay. Mute you. Okay. So you guys. Okay. Chill out a second. You know. Calm down, Bond fans. All right, so I have not seen this movie. I did not see it in the theaters. I did not follow all this hoopla. Um, so I don't remember like <laughs> hoopla. Like tw- yeah, I'm wondering what was going on in 2012. I think it like there's a there's a big period where I wasn't really going to see all the newest movies and stuff. I was just kind of seeing whatever came to me. So um uh, I fired this up. I did watch Casino Royale be previously and Quantum of Solace. Um, I do own both on Blu-ray uh for some reason, and I don't remember any of them at all. But you know what? I don't remember a lot of things um, from movies that weren't cemented into my brain from you know eighties, nineties. So you're, you are you, you are know, the Iggy Pop of uh, the Sidekick Show. You don't remember the world that that, that came before you. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. Well, well hey, what's up, Comic Craig? Craig? It's been a while. Um, yeah. So I have seen Lewis asked, Have I seen Casino Royale? I did watch Casino Royale. Uh, I I actually did enjoy it at, at the time, and I do remember enjoying Quantum of Solace. So I bought these for a reason. Um, but I, later on, I learned Quantum Solace is a horrible mess. So I fired this up. I watched it. Um, it's long. It's two hours and like, is it 40 or is it 23 or something like that? It's long. Uh, yeah, lot. it's 220 something, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 140, so like, like 143 of, minutes. 143 minutes, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the movie sales by maybe t- around the 40 minute mark, then that's when Q shows up. And, and then you're like, okay, thing, things are going to start getting motoring. And then, and then it starts to turn into... Um, uh, I'll, I'll pull a David Spade. I liked it the first time when it was called Home Alone. Like the, there was like this really weird sequence towards the end where he just starts setting up these really weird traps and all that kind of stuff. So I I didn't go. I was I was like, why is this not hitting? Where's the where's the where's the in depth action and all that kind of stuff? But guys, I fired it up a second time. What? And guess guess what happened the second time? <laughs> I'm in, baby. All right, so now, okay, so I sat back and I watched it um, thinking, okay, I'm, I think I'm looking at this wrong. I'm looking for action. I'm not, this is not action. This is a lot of things going on. So Rob mentioned the cinematography and, and things like that. So now this time I kind of sat a little bit back and I watched. These shots are incredible. And I'm sure you guys are going to go in depth. You know, there's a couple shots of just things burning in the background. The, the scene where he pulls up to the, the, drag, the flying dragon casino and you're just like, yeah. Okay, okay, I see Golden what's dragon. going on here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, the, and the, and there's just a whole bunch of things. So, um, it it turned me around. So, and and I found out when I was doing research, uh, a lot of people actually experienced this. They're like, I watched this the first time, I didn't like it, and then uh, fired it up a second time. I'm like, oh man, I'm I, I really liked it. This is the best Bond movie ever. So I, I will agree that this this is probably the best Bond movie I've seen. Um, so I don't know if I'm looking forward to Spectre next week or not. Um, because originally I was gonna call Rob and go, hey, we should we just throw both movies in one and just you know get this over with? Um, but I'm glad I fired it up that second time. Um, so I, I don't know how many movies I'm very proud I'm gonna of be, you. I gotta tell I, you. I don't know how many movies I'm going to be able to enjoy where there is a Tennyson speech going or it's Tennyson poem being recited and Daniel Craig <laughs> or a character running through this scene, and I was like, okay, now now I gotta appreciate this a lot more. So you, uh, yeah, I'm happy. I want to hear his inner Tom Cruise, and it's a tight run. It's a tight, tight run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it quite like I, I I don't see Gore in the chat, so maybe he tuned out because I guess he doesn't like James Bond. I was gonna ask him, does Daniel Craig's run in any shape or form beat Tom Cruise? But I don't think it does. No. But I actually really want to hear. Um, 
how how you guys uh feel about this movie now that i am actually hype on it and uh and I want to get. I want. I'm in on. I'm in on the Bond train. So I'm actually very much looking forward to. No Rob time should to go die. first because I yeah. did all the talking already. Rob. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I hated this movie. No. I. I quite. <laughs> I love this movie. Uh, I mean. <laughs> um. Compa Craig, you and I are gonna have to have a conversation about Quantum of Solace. There's a whole bunch. Listen, we can go into it for eons, and I'm not gonna go. But, um. I'm. I'm actually, dude. I gotta say, I. I am very proud and happy. Uh, proud of you and happy that you went and rewatched it. Did you end up rewatching it after I sent that that email? Uh, the Entertainment Weekly link about Roger Deakins talking about those scenes. Is that the article you wrote? No, no. Yeah. I actually, okay. when, when I finished watching it, I was like, I think I'm missing something. Like there were there were scenes that I enjoyed after the first watch through. I was like, okay, yeah, there's some there's some stuff I really liked, um, particularly Daniel Craig uh, and what he did. But for some reason, just something about it was like, oh, you know what? I think I gotta I think I gotta run this back. So I ran it back, and and I'm happy I did. Yeah. Sam Mendes, I you know for for what he does he has a, a gorgeous eye but a lot of that is laid onto the foundation of what roger deakins did it, you're right john this is a visually stunning stunning movie this is the first bond movie to be shot uh, in china like that is uh in china where they shot the the um casino scene uh the 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 shot on the building with the with the neon lights and he goes to the opens the door and and the other guy he looks because you know he's going to take out that dude with the painting and he looks and because the door the glass door is open it reflects off you couldn't see the bond behind it i mean just it was it is it is and remains because i don't think specter is as beautiful looking as skyfall it is the most gorgeous looking bond movie that they ever did uh, I went to the theater and saw it. I loved it. I wanted to go back and see it again. I never did. As soon as it came out on, uh, I, I had purchased the 50th anniversary set that I showed before. There was actually a, a disc in there as a paper disc saying to be replaced with Skyfall. When it came out, I, I ran to Best Buy or Future Shop or whatever it was, and I grabbed this. As soon as it came out on opening day, and I just sat and I just watched it that afternoon, and I watched it again that night. Um, you know... I do understand the arguments that people make about, oh, well, it's just home alone. It's just home. I feel like that's a lazy argument because I feel like there's, that means that they really don't have anything else to to critique this fairly against. Stu mentions that if you're a Bond head, uh, you, there is a lot in there that um, uh, a, a nod of the cap to Bond previous. But they didn't do it in such an egregious way. Like They didn't have props from earlier movies stationed behind or anything else is things as subtle as Q saying, you know, what are you looking for an exploding pen? We don't do those things anymore. Like, you know, things like that. We have to understand. They did put in the DB five with the ejector scene. Well, yeah, I know way out of place. Well, yes. And no, I mean, that was one of the most, the, 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 uh, that was one of the, the, the fun. I mean, listen, almost every bomb movie that had, a, even when they had the BMW, they had the ejector seats in it. Right. So that's kind of like a staple of bond movies. You, if you want to go back, like the one thing that bond failed to do throughout its previous runs is that it never like M money, penny uh, Q, they all grew with the franchise into old senior citizens while they kept trying to, you know, replace Bond with younger actors. And it it kind of does take you out of that element when you realize that 
you know, Money Penny is flirting with James Bond and she's like 80 and he's like in his 30s or 40s. Like it just it does remove you out of it. You know, you get into the Roger Moore era and people love Roger Moore movies, but they are a lot more comedic and slapsticky in their tone than what um, Sean Connery's Bond was. You then go into this movie and there are nods to almost every Bond and every tone in which they dealt with. Skyfall is located in, in Scotland. Sean Connery was Scottish, right? Sean Connery was originally, Sam Mendes wanted him to play Kincaid, the, the, the groundskeeper, but decided, you know what? We're not even going to ask him. It's going to be way too confusing for, for the fans. There is a love of the this character and its history that is uh, woven through the fabric of this movie without hitting you across the face with it. And that's the perfect way to celebrate everything about this character um, for people who have come uh, on board with this. It could be their first. It's always somebody's first Bond movie. This was going to be somebody's first Bond movie and they're going to be very proud that they and happy that they saw it. And it's going to be somebody like mine who have watched it for years and years and years and years and years. And I love it just as equally. So uh, I mean, we'll get into the specifics of these movies, uh, this movie later on, but that's my thought that this is one of the, one of the best Bond movies ever made. The best Bond movie ever made. No, I was going to say, my, is it, is it the best dude? The best Bond movie, hands down, hundred percent in my opinion. Yeah, everything like, again, the level of what the villains are has basically improved from every Bond movie since Casino Royale. What people forget about these about the Daniel Craig is that we have now had three Oscar winners play Bond villains, whether it's Javier Bardem, then it was Christoph Waltz, and now Sammy uh, Remick. Like going from uh, Le Chief as a very well renowned already actor that we all know already, uh, and his name is uh, what's his name jumping off the top of my head again? Um, oh, uh, 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 Mads Mil Mil Ma uh, Milkinson. Mad yeah, yeah, Matt Mickelson, like he is great. And since then, we've had the level of, of Bond villains with complexity and duality, especially of this character itself. This is Bond. This, if you're going to say it simply like this is if Bond is Batman, this is his Joker. This is the most probably put together villain in terms of a, a cat and mouse, even like the simple thing when they're on that train station and he's like, He's smiling because he's setting Bond up. Like, I will beat you. I'm smarter than you. And he's goading Bond to follow him under the, the, the train, basically the whole sequence. Yeah. So it is, again, one of the movies where I can watch back anytime, anyplace, anywhere. It's like my love for Shawshank. It's playing. I'll just stop and continue watching it. So it is an incredible movie. And even the fact that we make jokes about when we a few weeks ago, we talked about watching The Gentleman. And we talked about how the track seats look fantastic. Let's let's take a moment and just appreciate Dang, like James Bond wore a, a like basic blue tracksuit and just low top Adidas sneakers. It made those look super fly. Like that is when you're when you're an old man wearing a tracksuit, that's what you should be doing. Tapered, thin, like it was a beautiful like tracksuit. He's running around. And meanwhile, he's running just this full exposition happening about what's going on in the story effortlessly seemed into this movie where it didn't seem to overhand and then all of a sudden even he's like yeah the same man is like that's probably enough exposition bonds like that's it we're done and they just cut the exposition off and they carry on to the next scene and they start again later so even itself self-referential in terms of it knows oh it's too much you know going on we're gonna 
cut and then we'll go somewhere else and just the weaving of story and complexity of characters and i think this is the most judy judy dench has ever been in a bond movie this was really about her and that's yeah. something that we don't see in bond movies where like m shows up for a minute like here's a dossier and then you yeah, show her that's the it. like oh bond stop doing this like dude why are you supposed to blow this person up and then at the end she sits with bond to give a smarty like comment and then that's it so this was again to give women like judy dench and and uh money penny the opportunity to do a lot of action sequences and be involved in the action was unlike any other bond movie right yeah typically the bond movie is just the bond girl and that's pretty much it so well he has a history of it he's chauvinistic right like he he's he the you know in the era of me too m most of these tw well 23 movies don't age well <laughs> Right. And to be fair, even this one is not even perfect because there's right. a, uh, the, the shower scene. and you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was awkward when I first saw that scene pop up. But yeah, but, but even even watching episodes of Parks and Recreation now, that what that's what six years old, and there's so there's jokes in that one. I'm like, yeah, really, you know. So it's it's one of those things where yeah, the the times change. It just it is what it is. Like when this movie came out, when when, when uh, in what 2012. 12 it's just a different time yeah hey listen uh, 11, right let me just say as a fan i really enjoyed um judy dench's m um but i gotta say when the end of this movie bond walks in and it, you're back to that that oak panel room with that mm -hmm. padded brown leather door with a big thick leather yeah. you know uh square with the buttons i was like oh my god we're back to the original m office like that shit made me, I was like, oh, I love that, right? I mean, that's that's Bernard, you know, whatever his name was from way back in the day. I loved it. Oh man. Okay, so let's let's jump let's jump to the, oh. the cast. So I, I I created this tier list. We're gonna talk a little bit of the about the characters, uh, but we are gonna spice mm -hmm. in a little bit. So I'm gonna lean on you guys uh, for helping with uh, Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. Um, so we've got our a traditional tier Whoa. list here. Um, I don't know if you guys can see it here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we've got a bunch of characters from the older movies. I don't know if you guys want to throw those guys up on there first, or you want to start with this movie and start peppering people in. Just whatever you want, John. Dealer's choice. Dealer's right. choice. Let, yeah. So let, let, let's let's go straight to all right. Obviously, do we do we think James Bond? James Bond. I don't know what that accent is. Um, but Australian. <laughs> no, is, is, do it. Is, is is he an S tier like agent character or like? So if you guys aren't familiar, we do this kind of fun uh, shenanigans every once in a while. This is a tier list where we start taking uh, characters from the movies. And ranking them all over the place and, and seeing where they fall against each other. Uh, each tier is representative of how that character, I guess, would do against um, other characters in in, in the S. franchise. Obviously, carry on. What do you do? S carry on. What 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 do you even do? Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm all right. So James Bond beats everybody. Your okay. Exposition. So, all right. So, anyways, we'll 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 jump to Casino Royale. So the bad guy, main bad guy in Casino Royale, was this guy here. Um, yeah, I don't remember Rashid. what his name was. The Chief. Yeah, yeah. He's a B. Um, I believe before this movie came out, he was considered one of the greater Bond villains, right? Um, so I don't know you, where you would put him here. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, I get because he doesn't really do anything. He's not a hand-to-hand -hand guy. Yeah. He's not. He's yeah. He's yeah. Yeah, but he's he's, 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 a, he's, he's a planner. Yes, he can he's move. He's a pyramid move, schemer. Yeah. <laughs> really, Wait, is what he is. So the main opening for Bond, and I think Gwen's through some funny stuff about it. Um, um this guy here. I That's forgot Casino what his name Royale. Was. That's Casino Royale, yeah. That's the guy, that's the parkour Ma runner. Malak, yeah, 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 yeah. How, how good do you think this guy was? As a a guy being chased? Good. 
But yeah. <laughs> was yeah. he not was yeah. he not an agent of some kind? No, he no. was just no, he wasn't an agent. No, he no. was he no. was a he, bad he, guy. He, you're right, you're right, John. He's he you got him right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. And then we'll skip to Quantum of Solace, which I don't remember at all. So this is all you guys. This character I think is green something. Yeah, D. 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 D? No, no, oh, he's D. terrible. Yeah, yeah. 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 Carry on. Yeah. And then he and then he had a henchman, this guy Elvis. Is he also down here by yeah. default because yeah. it's Quantum yeah. of Solace? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so now, now uh, and, and this guy here, Felix Leiter, I think he had a very small part in Casino Royale. So can he even be ranked? He should be ranked because typically he picks Bond up from the airport and says, here's the dossier you need to go in <laughs> when they're in Florida. Or and he, he has helped him in the past he as has, well. To be honest with you, I would put him as a, he's CIA. He, he's CIA. And Bond went to his wedding. So that's at least a, a C. Right. Yeah, right, Rob? I, I, yeah, I go, well, I go with a B. I go with a B, to be honest with you. Felix Leiter's a B. Yeah. He's a okay. boss. Yeah, it's a boss. Got it. Okay, so yeah, sorry. So now now we can get into we, we probably should have done that beforehand, but now we can get into talking characters from this particular movie. Um, so the opening of the movie, we get uh, a pretty elaborate scene that features a, a lot of our main characters. So it does have Bond in it, it does have this character, Patrice, um, sure. and uh Naomi Campbell's character, Naomi Campbell, uh <laughs> Naomi Harris. <laughs> Naomi Campbell would make for a very different movie. Um <laughs> Harris as uh Monty Penny. Um I don't know this character at all. Is she a big deal? Money Penny? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She is like the history in like the like the second or third movie ever. Like she is uh she she literally is the uh the person that Bond flirts with every time he goes in to see M mm-hmm. to get his as do said his dossier to his next mission, she lets him in. She is like the, the last line of defense yeah. before before yeah. seeing yeah. M. So yeah. is she yeah. typically not a field agent? No. So no. that was the big surprise of this movie, yes. John, was that when you watched it, you're like, who's this person? And you didn't realize when she says, oh, it's money, Penny. Then the, the that's when everything clicks. You're like, oh. Yeah. This is what it, because yeah, tra- traditionally, if you watch all the old Bond movies, probably the ones that your, your uncles will watch, she's the woman that he flirts with, as Rob would say, at the like, beginning of the movie. And then you don't see her to the end, to the end. And she's like, oh, James. And then. Yeah. And he throws his hat on the hook. Yeah. Like. Yeah. M Money Penny Q. Those three are the are the the main stalwarts within a Bond movie, right? They're the re- reoccurring characters. Up until this point, though, for Quant- um, Casino Royale and Quantum, we had aside from M, we had no other old characters. And in this movie, you get the return of Q and of Money Penny, and that's what that was huge. So yeah. So, but she's not a field agent. She's a assistant, yeah. really. Well, she did. Yeah. She did shoot Bond. Right, but she's not. Yeah, she's janky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got so, a janky so is, arm. Is she? I, I've I've seen lots of people rag on her as a terrible field agent, but I don't know. I thought she was cool in the movie, having not known this character at all. Um, so I don't know where you would you put her like down here with this guy. Um, I put her. I put her as a B. I she, yeah, I would say a B as well. Yeah, Listen, she's like, integral to to James Bond. Yeah. Again, she's she's still a field agent. She still has the intelligence. She when she's still even when they're in Macau or or they were still doing stuff. She's still essential to uh, the doing. So yeah, and she's important yeah, yeah. in the other movies too. So yeah, she's are, are 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 we happy with her portrayal of this of this character? I have no access. I have no baggage yep. baggage um, yep. going on. But she I did does. like her character. I liked. Um, We'll we'll go into other scenes later. The the you know the shaving scene, all that kind of stuff. Like yep. I thought she was she did it very well. Yep. Um. So let's let's talk about this this guy here. So this this guy is uh, the the main the main uh guy that 
Daniel Craig gets to go toe to toe with. So the opening scene and then later on in the in the building, uh, pretty crazy scene. Uh, Patrice, how, how how good do we think he was? He he's definitely an agent, right? Well, he was. Uh, and when you say agent, I don't think he was working for any affiliated uh, organization per se. Uh, although maybe he was by the next movie, but. Uh, as a henchman, he was probably a, one of the better ones. Um, I, I don't know. I think he's a B. I don't think he's A. I think right. he just got lucky. I think right. Money Penny Shaw got lucky with uh, taking the 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 list. So, yep, agreed. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So he did end up losing to Bond. So then Rob asked me to add uh, M and uh, Q to the list. Um, I don't know if, if you would even put them on this type of list here. Um, uh, you would because Q talked about how he could take down an empire still wearing his pajamas and, and having a coffee. So yeah. uh, I, I I would say he's S-tier? not an S. No, no, no. No, I say no, he's no. an A. Yeah, I would yeah. say he's an A. Well. I would say Q is an A. Yeah, for sure. I would say Q and M are both A's. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I think Gordon was mentioning. Are, are you talking about Patrice Gordon? Yeah, yeah he's talking about because I, yeah. I feel like yeah, I feel like this guy's maybe here or something. Yeah, no, no, he was, he was very capable. He no. he could ride really. a bike. No. Um, oh, whoa, picture, he can ride a bike. Whoa, oh, yeah, right. oh, oh, hey. oh my god! Can, can you ride? Can can you ride a motorbike, Rob? There's a, there's a boat system. Two against one. He's a B. That's it. Um, right. I'm gonna put him at the top of the B at least. I feel like he was pretty formal. Fine. Um. Do do we think um Bob, Bond would have beat him if he didn't get shot off the top yes. of the train? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Where, where would you put uh a. M? We talked a. about this. A. Let's yeah. come on. Hurry this up. Yeah. All right. And then and then of course this guy here, uh, Tiago uh, no, Rodriguez Silva. or something. It's Silva. Silva. Yeah. You're you're going with his. Uh, yeah, but it's Silva. Uh, no, he. To be honest oh. with you, I, I think he's a C. I think as what? a he's you're out of your the, mind. The greatest no Bond way. villain is a C. No, he's no not the greatest. He's I think he's got to be Bond here. Villain. He's an A. He's an A. Oh, no way. He's not the greatest Bond villain at all. He's he, the I, best Bond villain. I think he was so actually. Good. No, I think he. That's the, the one. The speech with the coconuts movie. alone, I think, makes him an S tier. <laughs> there is no scene, Rob, in any Bond movie that's better than the rat coconuts scene. You can watch a hundred times over and over. There's no Bond villain has such a magnificent. Eloquent do we do we want to see an animated movie of the it? rat coconut uh, scenario? Yeah, <laughs> that, that is fair, man. And, yeah, and but- even even when that first thing when he shows up in that room, and that pan shot of as we talked before, Roger Corman like all him walking through with all the the servers in the background, yeah. and he sits down with Bond and puts his hand on his thigh, and he's like, and even Bond was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> do that level. I don't even probably I don't know if it's written in the script, but Javier Bardem was incredible. Like he got no. robbed that he wasn't even considered for a nomination for a you know best like a like Academy Award. He was incredible in this movie. No, don't misunderstand me. I think he, he was phenomenal. He took a cyanide capsule and survived it. Right. So he That's was phenomenal in this movie. However, I think that they shortchanged him as a villain. I think they made him pretty two-dimensional. And they he he elevated it with his acting, but I think that he could have been a more formidable a, a villain for a longer period of time. He comes in 
literally at the halfway mark. He's got a couple of decent scenes. Well, would you rather him do a keyboard and just type it like that, like this? As <laughs> Elliot Carver? That, no, I would that, not like that. So, Rob, was it was it the lack of keyboard skills that you were you're thinking about? Why why he wasn't? It was the, it was the lack of poofy hair from Christopher Walken from A View to a Kill. <laughs> That's what I was missing <laughs> in, in my yeah. James Bond villain. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I thought he made for a really a really good villain. Um, no, I think. Uh, he's but a but great yeah, I think I think well. you are also right that we are being um uh biased by his such his great performance like his like he he really sold this this character and and like when you I, find I, out and when you find out and i don't want to spoil anything for those who haven't watched specter we'll watch it for next week but when you find out whether or not he was manipulated into doing what he did in this movie that will change your opinion i think and you'll realize that maybe <laughs> Just saying. Okay, we'll see. Okay, well, we're, we're going to revisit this. So now that we've got this established here, folks, um, thanks for sticking with us. I just wanted to talk about the cast a little bit and incorporate this fun game. Was there anyone in the cast that you guys also want to mention um, before we move on to some of the... Laura uh, Kilner, we'll hit up uh, as, as yeah. Bill Turner, Saul as Rock. This guy's exposition king comes in, does all the Bond stuff. Like, everyone in this movie is all overqualified to be in this movie. They're all Shakespearean British. I, I, yeah, and this is, you actually didn't add Ray Fines. Ray Fines, yeah, as as Mallory, but it's fine. It's John will add it for next week. He wasn't really yeah. M till next next one, anyways. Do you um, know that Kevin Spacey was originally rumored to be the villain in this movie? No, it wasn't yes. the villain. It I read that villain. he was uh, that no. Mendes had thought of him. It was the other way. He was he was going to be Mallory. Oh well, good thing they one. didn't go that route. <laughs> very very fortunate turn of events yeah they, they originally he was going to be and then it would have been really weird yeah they don't want the villain because javier bardin was was always sam mendez's because they did vicky christina barcelona barcelona together and he right. knows how how much of, and again that that's a performance of a performance and uh, yeah they want spacey to be you know mallory so yeah yeah that would have been rough that would have been, yeah. It, they're gonna have to digitally edit him out. They just got Voldemort instead. It's fine. Voldemort's yeah. great. The one that shall not be named. All right. So let's dive into. You guys wanted maybe we'll dive into the action, uh, our favorite action scene, and then maybe our favorite non-action scene, and then whatever else you guys want to cover. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, do you? I I got a list of the action scenes that I I jotted down that I think would be in contention to be one of your favorite scenes. So if you've sure. got something that maybe doesn't fall in on here, so we definitely have the intro with the with the motorbikes and the train. And the crane, uh, hey, that all rhymed. That was cool. Um, and then you know, uh, Gord mentioned it earlier at the top when when Bond lands in the in the uh, in the car and you know fixes his cufflinks. That was that was just a great scene. Uh, and then we have Bond versus Patrice uh, with the elevator scene and the and the and the and the build build uh, the Kinder surprise uh, uh, sniper rifle was pretty crazy. Um, uh, the casino with the with the CGI kimono dragons. Yeah, um, still still a great scene. Um, and then we go to the the tunnel chase um, with uh, with Bond chasing chasing Silva. chasing him through the tunnel. Yeah, Silva through the tunnels and everything like that, um, which does lead into the Tennyson uh, speech with Bond running. So that's a great one. Uh, and then we have the Home Alone tribute scene, which is all the things that happened at Skyfall Manor or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then we have, I guess. The conclusion, I don't know how much of the conclusion you would still qualify in there. Maybe the ice fight, but I didn't really like the yeah. the, the the fall into the water. So I don't know if you guys have a favorite from that or if you have something else from the list. I will say that I really like how Daniel Craig 
uh, fights. It's very, very visceral, very, um, yeah. very, very like, very, and very clean like look to it. So when they were fighting, um, I think Rob mentioned it, they're, they're they're like silhouettes fighting in yeah. in the uh, that what is that a sky rise or something like that. Yeah, um, it's just a it's just that, a building. Yeah, it's an office building. Yeah, it, it, it just looks building. like yeah, it just looks like he's doing a lot of damage, um, even though they're going at it for a while. So, so you guys have favorite scene? that Shang Chi borrowed the exact same location for its movie. Yeah, so. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that actually that is my favorite scene uh, right from the beginning, right where he he hops off at the bottom of the elevator, up until uh, he drops uh, the dude and he falls to his death um, at the you know in the top of the of the building he's sitting there lying and he's like catching his breath and the girl the woman across the way who was just i guess i'm a, the assumption is i guess her husband has just had his brains blown away doesn't seem to be very upset about it obviously she's in on it she looks over and sees him just kind of lounging at the side right <laughs> the happy that he himself has not fallen because the trick about that is that the way it's shot you actually don't know where the edge is right like you have no clue how that person was that close to the edge of the at the entire yeah, you, time. You see, they kind of break the window, but you don't yeah. really feel like they're right on the edge until yeah. the, the one character gets flipped over and then he, you know, dies like a, he has like a Darth Maul like tumble. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is my favorite by far. Visually, it's stunning. It, the silhouette fighting, uh, you know, even the even the machine that cuts out the glass, like the big you know, three inch or four inch piece of glass, you know, to, I, I thought and, something was wrong with my headphones. All I heard was, I'm like, yeah. what is that? And then it turns off. And then the guy takes the glass. I'm like, and he's got a coaster a machine. The whole yeah. Time. yeah. Now he's got a coaster that he can lay his Coca-Cola on. Um, yeah. So I, I love that scene. Yeah. 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 And then, and then they close the, the scene with the cool casino chip. <laughs> yes. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. obviously there's a place in his case with his build a gun that leads on to the next clue. That's right. Anything, Stu, is, is that one, is one of those your favorite action scenes or do you got something else? Uh, no, no, it, it's, it's, uh, mine is the Istanbul whole sequence. That whole thing yeah, is incredible. Is Gordon mentioned it before. Um, it's a classic Bond movie where it starts on foot, then it starts on, on bikes, yep. then it goes in train, then he jumps into excavator, then, then the excavator he turns on, he's that, jumps off, uh, Gore mentioned before the clip where, yeah. where Bond comes off the pick the cop link and then yeah. they're trying so much so that money pays like I don't even know how to describe this. Bond is just on pursuit. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like, why aren't you doing something more helpful yeah. than just watching all this unfold? But how could you? Um, as of note, I did uh, send Rob a text as soon as I'm like, did James Bond just ram his motorbike into the side of this bridge? to fall off onto the train i'm like he couldn't like do it gracefully or anything like that oh yeah you mean he couldn't he couldn't slam his car and catch letty going over a bridge with one hand no, you mean it, but he literally like like goes head yes. on into the wall yeah, and just like, yeah. like in yeah. a jackass like stunt it, <laughs> yeah, it's, well. it's it's an incredible sequence um the it just as it's as i think we've already uh yeah lewis it's like a russian doll like Everything just gets a teeny bit better each time around. And it, it's such a great beginning of a Bond movie. And to the, it ends where he gets shot and he falls in the water and boom, Adele comes. Like that is so incredible <laughs> that – and the hand pulls him down. And that yeah. sequence, like that Bond – He looks pretty dead. He looks like, pretty <laughs> – And that's the other thing too. Like we talk about Bond songs. Like the other thing is about Bond sequences, the opening credit. That opening credit from Skyfall – I could watch it. It's perfect. Yeah. It's the best opening sequence where you can watch it. The CGI is 
on point. It's not overdone. It's kind of the right kind of not over the top. Well, it's not the gratuitous silhouettes of the ladies, right? Um, You know, the Bond movies are known for their cold opens. Yeah. And yet these Craig movies, their cold opens have elevated on like from what came before, like the Casino Royale cold open was amazing with the parkour running and everything else. Right. And this is elevated. This is a phenomenal cold open action sequence. It it is a very Mission Impossible Tom Cruise-esque thing when you're like, oh, you can see Tom Cruise do this too in a Mission Impossible series. It is very well done. And the same thing, it's the music hits it on the tone. And that Adele song, we go back to it. It's it's like a hundred year old. It sounds like it was probably could be made a hundred years ago. It's classy and it's just a banger. Mm -hmm. Like well, it sounds it, it's got a bit of a Shirley Bassey yep. sound to it, which John she had uh, sang a couple of the of the like she sang uh, Golden Eyes song, and I can't remember the other one was uh, from one of the Moore movies, maybe The Man with the Golden Gun. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a very classic. It's a very classic Bond, which because what came before that is you had Cheryl Crow <laughs> did Quantum. Uh, uh, Cheryl Crow did Quantum, I think, right? Uh, or was that Jack White and no no Qu- Qu- Quantum was the one that nobody likes the Alicia yeah Keys Jack one. White and Alicia Keys right uh, yeah, yeah Jack, Quantum was yeah and then Chris Cornell was out and Madonna was Die Another Day right and sorry and then, yes and then Cheryl Crow Garbage, was before that I think not enough Cheryl Crow's Tomorrow Never Dies that's right yeah and Tina Turner's Gold Tina Turner Gold yeah that was yeah 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 Glass yeah, Night we'll have, uh, we'll have to do it we'll have to do a song song Duran Duran there um, there are one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll actually go with the tunnel sequence um, because it was very, very, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, I like I like the chase. I like when they're getting on the train and he's like, "Do I get on? Do I go on?" Although I will say it's a stretch that Q was the only one manning all the monitors and stuff, and just somehow manages to to pinpoint. Oh yeah, he's he's over here. So maybe they should have had some other people in the room help him out. Um, but I like it's like he's like, "Oh, get on the train." He's like, oh, and then he's got to run up, jump on the train, and then. I think the sequence closes. Well, you get the cool speech, um, but one of the big sequence, the things that closes the sequence is um, he he throws a train at Bond. Right, that's what yeah. happens. He blows yeah. he yeah. blows a hole, and he's like, "Was that meant for me?" He's like, "Ha ha!" Kind of, like, and then a train comes flying through the hole. Right, like Universal <laughs> like, Studios. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, it's like I, don't, I didn't I didn't see anyone on the train, so I don't know if it was like. Um, <laughs> so here, look. Oh, Michelle, what's up, Michelle? Uh, she's she's in for tomorrow. Crows did tomorrow never dies. I think I don't know if we guys covered it or not, but yeah, yeah. I will say that 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 tunnel sequence was really good. But I think top spot. But, uh, but I even, feel like Rob's choice of that fight, the silhouette fight uh, in that sky rise, is very uh, James Bondish. I guess. But even the <laughs> sequence, even the sequence during the ministerial hearings, right when mm-hmm. Silva breaks in, and you know they're yeah. shooting like it was that was chaotic. Like that, like there was no. He was just shooting people. Yeah, it didn't matter who you were. You're a low-level staffer. You're ducking around. You, you boom, you're dead. Like he didn't. He just wanted to wreak havoc. And then Bond, yeah. you know, shooting those uh, fire extinguisher, you know, canisters to create a diversion. Right. Yeah. 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 All right. So yeah. So so action plan. Action scenes actually a plenty. You know, on my first watch, I don't. I don't think I recalled that many of them. So uh, it was nice to be able to jot down that many uh, later on. What do you guys feel is your favorite non-action sequence? So this could be either a comedy bit, or it could be a dramatic uh, interaction between two characters, or or just something else. It could be you know the the the, the return of the classic. Uh, the uh, DB DB five. Uh, what what do you what would you it's, choose? Uh, it's the wordplay between the first time Q and Bond meet in the museum. 
that was that was that, gonna be one of my choices. Yeah. That that's the one where, you know, reflecting on that that painting and having a conversation about, you know, pulling a trigger and like who does what and whatnot. It's it's a great conversation. It's it's just two two people coming together that don't fully trust each other or believe in each other yet. That relationship needs to build, as Robo mentioned, the next movie, they they establish a little more of a connection and each time they do something together, there has to I liked how Q and Bond didn't like each other right off the bat. It does require a little bit of a building of a relationship, and you see a little more in the second one, where uh, Inspector. So you'll you'll see Q get out of his oh, seat, cool. so, which is good. Yeah, he's he's got that whole speech of yeah. I think you mentioned earlier though. I, I can do more before my morning coffee than you can, and then he's like, "The why do you need me?" Is like every once in a while, um, you need to pull the trigger or something like that. And it's just it's just, just kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah, trigger needs to it's really cool, yeah, and 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 I think one, on my first watch, I did actually really enjoy that scene, and on my second watch, it, a lot of these interactions between characters, um, really really worked. The, the acting, the play together. I don't know if I'm growing out of just pure action. Maybe I'm not. Uh, Gord Gord says that Quantum of Souls. I feel like Quantum of Souls had a lot of action in it, but maybe we're wrong. John, um, because you want, <laughs> see, you that's what you thought you wanted all action, and then you watch Fast Nine, and you're like, never mind, that's not what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want this pure action. Mistakes were made. Yeah, uh, Rob, do you have a favorite non-action scene? Yeah, I, I do really enjoy that scene um, that we already talked about uh, with Q and Bond. So if I'm going to pick another one, um, I got it. Like, I, I want to say, you know, the scene with with Silva and Bond when he's strapped to the the chair. I really like that. Um, but I'm going to go with. Um, I'm gonna go with the scene when he shoots, when he puts the the shot glass on on the girl's head, because it kind of just gives you, like you can tell when you know in that scene that precedes it, in that long walk down that hallway towards Bond, you can tell that Silva is obviously unhinged, but then it's really confirmed when he's doing that that whole that whole when they're talking uh, about being used and this and that and then the women you know you you know women just you just die for you and and how good are you of a shot and he tells him you you did not pass you couldn't pass you couldn't aim properly right we have your records and he puts the the shot glass and he gives him like a blunderbuss essentially right i don't know <laughs> that was an old school gun uh yeah i, I just really liked the, the 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 scene um and bond keeps his composure to the point where when he shoots the when the girl dies, and someone says, right. "What do you think about that?" and he's like, "It's a waste of a good scotch." Like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I think I think the first time I saw that screen, I was like, "How dare he not save?" Yeah, the girl? you messaged but, me. You're like, "I can't but, believe you didn't save the girl." Yeah, I'm, I'm like, you couldn't have done that two seconds earlier. But it actually speaks to this type of character that where, where the the mission um, above all, like maybe the situation didn't exist that he thought he could save her at that moment so he's got to live to the next minute and 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 accomplish his mission and and you'll see it in i guess the other movies where he he kind of uses this charm and and and, and, Don, and kind of he's even, kind of a whore right <laughs> you saw the subtle nature of his body breaking down because he's when he's holding on to that part and he looks up in his shoulder and he, he basically loses because that's the shoulder the bullet's on you know that that was going to come into effect that his body is already not a hundred percent and he was shaking and all this other stuff like it it's this is what happens if uh, ptsd and all this stuff like mm -hmm. you know you're not 100 percent. they put you in the field you know like uh, i think what was the line about um mommy did a bad job or something like that uh, yeah. or, uh, like 
this is this is the whole thing about Bond being put in a situation he wasn't ready for. Yeah. M put him in and someone died because of it. But yeah. that's the thing. Like you could tell through the small little nuances that Bond wasn't completely there. When you watch yeah. it again after that scene, everything he does is just a teeny bit off. Even Gore's making fun of that whole scene with the uh, Kimono Dragon. Bond's not perfect. Like he's still messing up a lot because something's wrong with his, his shoulder, something's wrong with his arm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, him, 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 kind of like slowly falling apart could definitely be like even I think there's a scene where he's like swimming and then he gets out after swimming and you can kind of tell he's like, oh, I'm I'm not as good as I used to be. Well, um, we've never they, seen they, a fallible James Bond. We've never seen a James Bond who's been in in pain, emotional pain. We have, but not physical like this. We've never seen yeah. somebody like that. It, it was very new and it rubbed yeah. people, some people, the wrong way. Seeing an old tired in pain james bond not operating drug because you're not yeah. used to seeing your heroes operate like that yeah i don't i don't know if i would feel that that would that would call him just old i would just feel that he, he is more human he, he's not a superhero um or at least he takes damage <laughs> and, 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 and has to deal with the repercussion at the beginning of this when we're not recording like those other bonds were old and fat um they didn't do running they didn't do anything like they, right. they weren't action stars they weren't they just wore a nice suit that covered up a lot of them their, their the mistakes of their body and then they kind of drove cars and kind of did a karate chop here and there and then that's that's it you didn't require these actors to do the head head trauma <laughs> that daniel craig was doing so you know, they did do they would do the yeah the on the back of the, the neck yep. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's that sounds like these these bond guys that we watched and you remember those movies you're like oh yeah like if you think about the act like they they shot guns they're behind walls they do that like they don't do what we demand of action stars now like back in the day in the 80s you and i john we talked about watch commando and all he needed to be uh to fight arnold schwarzenegger was to lift weights and have biceps right then that was the standard and action hero like look at look at bruce willis like if that movie Die was done now he wouldn't have had the, that that tank top it would have been just muscles upon muscles but he wasn't built like brad pitt in Fight Club, then that became the new standard where everyone has to look at Brad Pitt. That's when you know, even Eric Bana, all these guys jo joked it like when Brad Pitt came out in Fight Club, we were all like, "Oh damn it, we all have to look like that now." Yeah. So never <laughs> every action hero has to look ripped, and it's yeah. now changed to Bond itself. Like you can't, could you imagine, you know, all those old Bond movies where any of them took off their shirts, they would look like three milk bags stacked on top of each other. It would just been ugly. It was, it, none of these guys are in shape. They yeah. could, uh, we could outrun them all in a, in, a, in a race right now. So we we, we think maybe maybe one of them is a hundred percent. <laughs> how, how come no one picked the uh, the 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 scorpion shot scene? <laughs> That's stupid, John. First off, if that was CGI scorpion, yeah. Yeah. if that was in two thousand two, it would be all on like on yeah. like what what website would have been on back then like it would have been like smoking watch gun. Bruce guy <laughs> like it would have been the smoking YouTube. gun yeah, or yeah, drudge yeah. drudge report or yeah. oh, the who cares? It, you know what we saw we saw that type of shit in Rambo part 3 who gets the yeah. fuck yeah, like yeah. it would have been on like college humor like british guy fights like scorpion <laughs> on like the, on the internet it was like come on man that's stupid okay what one scene that did make me laugh is during the tunnel sequence they kind of jump into the middle of a escalator and they slide down yeah. And, yeah. and 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 the first and, and the main villain he falls on like kind of like on his face 
and he like kind of scrambles up and then daniel craig just flies down he just like keeps running yeah now, i i cracked up because he's like you know like when you're like oh i can't stop kind of yeah kind of you're look. running too fast you can't <laughs> yeah. momentum yeah yeah and, and supposedly he did that stunt is what i saw on imdb or something like that so yeah shout outs to him so those those are our favorite action scenes and our favorite non-action scenes i don't if anyone else has anything we missed definitely drop them in the comments um do you guys want to talk about anything else before we i, uh, I have wrap a question up? for both of you yeah go for who it do you, who do you want for your next bond no. Oh, I I think I think the Idris Alba argument is over now, right? I think he's, uh, he's his old. time is his, his time has passed. Yeah, you, you don't want here. one bond. You don't want uh, Idris to be one bond. I'll, I'll go with there. There is there's. Uh, I'm just gonna cheat and I'm gonna go with what the internet thinks. If you ever watched this show called The Bodyguard, um, I forgot what it was. Uh, what station it was on? He's he's a younger guy, and there's a scene that you can the watch. Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. You can, there's a scene you can he's watch also on YouTube. In Eternals. Yeah, yeah, where where um his, his someone is attacking the person yeah. he's bodyguarding and he's got to kind of figure out the whole situation, make her safe, and then go after the other guy. And that was I felt like that was very Bond like. So people have been suggesting that over the internet. I don't remember what the guy's name is. Um, Are you I talking think about the guy who played Rob Stark in Game of Thrones? That's correct, Richard is Madden. Also, yeah. Richard oh, Madden, yeah, yeah, Richard, also yeah. Scottish as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah I yeah, forgot yeah. that the TV show was The Bodyguard. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was yeah, yeah. The, the like if you watch, if you watch guy. that clip, I didn't. I think yeah. I've only watched episode one of that show, and it didn't quite catch me. Um, but I'm gonna have to go back and revisit it because after you watch that clip, you're like, damn. It, it could be just a testament to whoever filmed that, or, or or put together that scene. But it was it was a really well put done scene. Rob, I could totally you got one him before I throw out my Bond. controversial yeah. pick. Oh, uh, uh, you know, I don't. I I try not to play this game because I always feel like it never. It never, it never works works well. Um, my first initial instinct was was going to say Kit Harrington if I had to pick somebody. Mm. Um, also from Game of Thrones and who will be in the Eternals. Um, um, I, I the real you need somebody who's younger. That's the reality. Yeah. They're only putting out these movies once every four years, sometimes five years. Look Good at jokes. how much. No, <laughs> look, you you made me swear tonight, John. That's not funny. <laughs> Look at how much Daniel Craig has aged since 2005 or whatever. Like, yeah, it, I, I fired Casino Royale back up after before we started this. He looks hella younger in that. Yeah, so I, I, you need somebody who's young, and I'm just not familiar with you know the younger British actors right now who are out there. So yeah. I, I got one, uh, but let me just comment. Uh, uh, Craig, you're right. Uh, Sean Carrey did win Mr. Universe back in the day. Mr. I'm not talking about young. First and Connery, I'm talking about round two when Connery came back to be Bond. That was not. Uh, oh, bad. diamonds are forever. Yeah, ah. After, uh, after, after poor George Lazenby. Yeah, uh, and then and then Roger Moore, not not the greatest of shape. Uh, no, Dalton Man with the Golden okay. Gun. He was after like after Man with the Golden Gun. That was it. Yeah. Again, like I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not body shaming. Like again, they probably were regular human beings, but not. Like the Wolverine, Hugh Jackman was shirt off of like traps and ripples on muscles and whatnot. But I got, I got, a, I got a pick that's way out of left field. Rob, John, what do you think of this Bond? I'm gonna say the name. You can let me know. This is way out of left field. I'm waiting for Rob to look at me because I was. Okay, sorry. Okay, Emily Blunt. Too old. Too old. Too old. Too old. Um, too really? old. Uh, it, it, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, Barbara Broccoli, who is the in control with her with her stepbrother Michael Wilson of Eon Productions, has come out and said Bond will always be a male. 
Uh, okay. And she just reiterated that position uh, uh, three days ago or two days ago mm-hmm. in an interview. She said that Bond as a character will always be a male. Doesn't mean that you can't have female agents. And I think we're going to see that in this movie. Yeah. But Bond, James Bond, will always be a male. Now, obviously, it could be any potential race. I mean, shit, you could have Henry Golden be James, uh, be James Bond. Too. What about what Dan right? Kaluuya? Um, yeah, but I feel like again, oh, okay. when you say you're too, when you say too old, like once they're in their forties, like I really feel like it's it's tough, right? These like yeah. these is, actors. Is, is Henry Cavill too old now? Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. He yeah. could probably get two if they were to make it over three couple movies over five years, he'd be fine. Once yeah. you I hit you hit that fifty mark, I think it's really tough. And Cavill's too busy with with Witcher stuff and with this new pseudo Bond show and all this other stuff. Like Cavill's not going to do it. It, it would have been four or five. You know years. what? Dev Patel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he from the Green Knight? Green yeah. Knight. yeah, yeah, yeah. Slumped up millionaire himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. uh, yeah. So, Tom Ellis, yeah, Gordon. I, Tom Ellis is also a little too old for this. Uh, Aiden Turner from uh, from uh, Being Human is a good one too, but again, a little old. Yeah, it, it's really hard. You, you might have to pick a almost unknown again to go this direction. Taron Egerton from <laughs> from uh, the Kingsman. Uh, I think I'm good with that. I don't. I don't think I need him in a bar. <laughs> he Kingsman already went down in, a, yeah. in lots of flames. So, so listen, we're not going to find out. They're, they won't start their search. Although I, I tend to believe they have a short list. I imagine already in their back pocket. But they've said that they're not going to start looking until after the well, new year. They so. said they want an actor to let give Daniel Craig the time and hobbit circumstance he deserves so oh, yeah, yeah. what if he's got one more in him what no, if no. this movie he's comes done. out no he's, no, he's done he's he he signed on special for this movie he was done after four so he signed oh, on so, specifically so, this, so this, this movie, movie might be uh this movie might be phoned in i'm, I'm well, a little concerned no I, I, no 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 not at all apparently he you know but there's a because now that I'm in, I want to see a nice ending. <laughs> there's a there's a, a documentary I use that term loosely on Apple TV. I think it just hit Crave. It's uh, being James Bond, and it's a retrospective of Daniel Craig's time as Bond. It's him, Barbara Broccoli, and Michael Wilson. It, it, they're just doing voiceover o- over uh, you know scenes from these past five movies um, and talking about it. But you can tell he said I wanted to give him my all in this movie, and I think I based on what we're seeing in the trailers, I think he did. I think he's I think you know. Obviously, this is his last run. This is to put that stamp on the character. So, um, also the first movie to be directed by an American. So, um, and it's um, also an Asian Americans. There we go. Yeah. So, there we go. Let's see what happens. All right. Well, I, th- I think I think that's it then. Is that all we got for for Skyfall? And we're we on talk to all day. It's the best Bond movie. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so, uh... um yeah i was just loosely based on two novels you only live twice the man with the golden gun actually they took the stuff from this, these novels and put it into this movie wait, wait before we go rob and john what are your favorite bond movies do you know skyfall's my number one what's what's your favorite bond movie john uh it, it is it is now this this one here skyfall yeah for sure oh rob? what's that on your nose john is that a little bit of shit on your nose I'm <laughs> <laughs> rob um what else are you gonna pick? Oh, you know, you, I well, guess you could pick back to old school. Movie. Yeah, he's gonna go old school. I, yeah, I, I think it's really easy to say Casino Royale, 
but I'm going to go old school. I'm going to say, I, listen, I love on Her Majesty's Secret Service. I love that movie. The only one to star um, George Lazenby is where Bond gets married and his his wife is I, i'm not I, I you know spoilers but it's it's, it's so 40 something years his wife is killed at the end of the movie and he's holding her dead body in the beach right as she's bleeding out like uh on their honeymoon she's he's gunned down by blofeld's uh minions like they end the movie like that like it's one of the most heartbreaking moments in, in a bond movie um i'm gonna go action i'm gonna go uh, People well, love well, He said one. What do you do? You don't get to choose. If we're no. gonna go best suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's the best day. Like, I'm, we're not cowards. We're not gonna just pick. I think best, I think though people put a lot of weight movie. behind the Thunderball. Best. And Thunderball is not Thunderball is with controversy. That's why they were able to make that other movie starring Sean Connery in uh the eighties with Kim Basinger because it's uh, Never Say Never Again. It's not a canon Bond movie. That was done by Sony. Uh, and that is... And Justin Bieber did the song for it, right? And it's it's a remake of Thunderball because the, the, the writer of Thunderball was able to secure the rights for that one story. So it goes back to how we talked about the Marvel rights and with the characters. He was, And so Thunderball has been remade a couple of times. Is, is, it, is it the best of the Daniel Craig movies so far then? Which one? Skyfall? Yeah. No, no Thunderbolt, dummy. <laughs> well, if you asking, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go Casino Royale. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. But I think you're I, wrong. That, that, I think you're yeah, wrong. Yeah, as, yeah, a new, yeah, as a newly yeah, minted agree. Bond agree. fan, agree. I think you're wrong. Agree, hundred percent. But it, it, for me, I'm happy either way. It's a toss up. I love Skyfall, so I'm I'm put my blindfold on. I don't give a shit. You know, no, it doesn't make uh, a Again, watching Skyfall makes and the scene the scenaresque thing of Scotland. I was like, God damn it, I want to go to Scotland again. So that, that's it. Oh, look at that. There you go. He's too old. Sorry. Sorry, for <laughs> it. No, no, ouch. <laughs> true. It's true. It's true. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I'd be I'd be in one of those love scenes. I'd be like, ah, my back. My back. <laughs> my back a lack. Yeah, no, no. It's it's uh he's he's too he's too old, unfortunately. Uh you the only way to get maybe one, two movies but tops. So yeah. All right. So that's that that's it. I mean, I'm I'm I, I first of all I want to say thank you to everybody who took the time to rewatch this movie. If you didn't, if not, thanks for pretending you didn't, you know, commenting uh in, <laughs> <laughs> commenting in the chat and being engaged. Faking really it, faking it till you it. make it. Yeah, um, uh, big thanks to to Stu for showing up today uh, and talking about it because God knows what you guys don't see uh, offline. Uh, sometimes when we're not recording, even on Sundays, we stay on for an extra 20 minutes. We could go on and talk about Bond movies all day long. That's the reality. Um, and and John, I'm I, again, I'm going to reiterate, man, I, big big props to you for watching this movie twice. I'm very, very impressed. And I love your... You 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 one up me on the outfit, so good on you. Uh, <laughs> this this guy told me he was dressing up. So no, I assume he messaged Stu. Stu's probably no. gonna rock his bow tie or something crazy like no, that. I'm like, no, no, I, no, I don't. I, be, I don't want to be left out. Wear my Bond inspired tracksuit because that's what Bond. <laughs> there I you go. My white Adidas. Um, so, uh, yeah. But next week we are we are talking about uh, movie twenty four or the fourth movie in uh, Sam Mendes returns, and that is Spectre. 
Is it, uh, are we going? Are we going uphill now, or are we going down? <laughs> are we going downhill? Really? Oh man, that bad. Eh? I'm kind of disappointed. No, it's, but it's I'll, I'll give it a go. But, but it's it's. Go, I think it's a good movie. But if you go by Skyfall being the best one, there's no way you know this is it. So well, yeah. Every mountain has two sides, right? So if you've gone up and hit Skyfall, you. you you only have to wait his back down a little bit, right? I enjoy Spectre. I'm looking forward to rewatching it again, but it does have a, a numerous. It does have its faults, <laughs> for sure. Um, so yeah, so that's it. So for those who want to know, Spectre is currently on Crave. Uh, you can check it out there, uh, and we'll be back. Um, the Psychic Show will return as the ending of the James <laughs> Bond movie. It says James Bond will return. So. Yeah, with with pleasure. <laughs> Is that what he says? <laughs> no, it just uh, says James Bond will return. That's all it says. No. All right, all right, whatever. Didn't he, didn't he say that at the end of the movie? Do you guys? Do you have a favorite quote from the movie? Close that with. My favorite quote. I, I, oh, uh, I, I, I like I like men are coming to kill us or whatever, and we're gonna kill them first or something. I thought that was yep. pretty funny. <laughs> That's the best one. Yeah. Uh, when M's dying, and I think she says, "I I." Sh- I, I one regret they didn't have it. I didn't take a crack at it, meaning that she didn't try to like have a snog with Bond. <laughs> <laughs> she said that. I don't remember that. Yeah. I think you and made that like, up. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, there's still time." And then she kind of, kind of, she kind of chuckles a little bit as she dies. So yeah. Well, okay. No, not bad. Not bad. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Judy Dench love scene. <laughs> we we could only be so lucky. She's, Damn right. She is the best. She, right. she was 77 or something when she did that movie. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So look forward to next week. We're going to be doing that. Well, like, like Rob said, uh, Spectre in our anticipation to when is the, when does the new movie come out, Rob? Is October it, the 8th. You bought your tickets Allegedly. Allegedly. No, Allegedly. it will be. It will be Allegedly. here. It's Thanksgiving weekend. So I'm actually, I'm just trying to figure out what day I'm going to see it on, but I'm going to, I might see it twice that weekend. So. Get out of here. <laughs> it is what With that, yeah, anyways, be- before Evil Kermit the Frog returns, uh, thank you, everybody, <laughs> for, for watching. Thank you, Steve, for coming out. Uh, Thanks, hope guys. to see you next week for some yeah. more Bond action. Uh, yeah. And then maybe one day you guys will run through all 25 movies and see oh, which is don't the tempt me. best, worst, don't tempt Nada, us. whatever. Hey, I, I will do it. for being fat. Don't worry about it. There, there, there's another i found another tier list that just has masterpiece down to shit and then has all the bond movies you could easily just go hey this is uh you know whatever but wow. you know we'll save that for another day yeah. and another all time right. thank you everybody for turning yeah. Thanks, tuning guys. in um peace out to uh y'all uh evil kermit out <laughs> bye john bye